The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart. They're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into Babes on Broad, episode 18. It is the end of the season. We are Babes on the Broad. Babes on the Broad. On the Broad. On the Broad. On the Broad. It's new. (laughs) But we are brought to you by BGN Radio, as well as SB Nation. If you would like to follow us on... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. You can follow us at Babes on Broad. And then if you want to follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram, I am at SamWills18. And on Twitter, Jess is at RunThisTown with an E13. And on Instagram, she is at Jessica underscore town with an E. So you can follow us there. Stay up to date when we're recording. You can look at what we're wearing from our Design Tree page. You can go to designtree.com slash Babes on Broad if you want to buy any of that. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what the most fun stuff is? Beating Dallas! I knew it. I felt good. Yeah. I felt really good going into that game. I don't know why. There was absolutely no reason why I should have felt as good and confident as I did. All all of the logic pointed towards the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what... But you know what? Yeah. I felt good. And even during that entire game, I felt good. Like, there was obviously, like, it got tense. Yeah. And, you know, especially towards the end of the game. But there was no point where I was like, they're not going to win. No, I agree with you. I felt like they were going to win that entire time. Yeah, I felt felt confident in it, too. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. That place was loud. It was not that cold, which was nice. I didn't have, I didn't even put my jacket on until the second, to the second half. Really? Yeah. I, Hmm. I I mean, I had layers on, so I was fine, but I did not put my jacket on, my winter coat until the second half. So it was, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't really windy. It was like 50 degrees all day. Yeah. So like it got cooler as it went on, but Warm enough where my brother took his shirt off at one point. He was shirtless and dancing. But yeah, I, it was that. And I also wore a uh, skirt that said Dallas sucks. I love your outfit. Yeah, I noticed there were, that. There were a lot of people at the end of the game. There were like a bunch of people. I caught like pointing at my butt at several times because it said <laughs> Dallas sucks, which is fine. But <laughs> little pervy. There was a, well, there was a guy that came up to me at the end of the game and literally goes, I've been looking at your butt this entire walk out of the stadium. Those are great shorts. And I was like, we could have just gone with (laughs) those are great shorts. Yeah. Because several people said to me like, oh, love your skirt, whatever. Fine. I get it. Fine. We could have skipped the beginning part. You didn't have to say that. He was also 
mm, 50 years older than me. Ew. So I was like, mm, this isn't great. Please don't. Joe was like, I, I don't even know. Not worth it. it. Yeah. Not I was like, let's it. just keep walking. Dallas does suck. Dak yeah. sucks. Dallas sucks. And I tweeted right after the game. I hold firm at Dak sucks. MVP candidate? Nope. MVP, no. MVP candidates uh, throw touchdowns. Okay. So my thing, Dak, definitely not an MVP candidate. Sucks. I always like to say Dak sucks. Realistically, from our professional side, not a bad quarterback, yeah, no. obviously. He's good. Yeah. Not great, but the Eagles fan He's the top. Hold firm, holds firm at Dak sucks. He, yeah, yeah. He's the top tier of good. Yeah. He's borderline good, great, because he's, he's, not, he's good when he's he He's not like, you know, Andy Dalton average. Like, he's like, yeah. he's above that. He's not, I wouldn't Are call him Are you saying like Matthew average. Stafford? Is that comparable? Yeah. He's like average where like you kind of forget, but you're like, oh yeah, like Matthew Stafford's good. Like he could, yeah, he could have these games where he lights it up, but also, eh. I mean, do I think he's a guy you build your franchise around? I don't disagree with it, but I I don't, but I don't know how far that's going to get them. I think for the Cowboys, I think coaching is their biggest problem across the board. Not even just Jason Garrett. They don't go outside. Everybody either played for the Cowboys or has only coached Mm -hmm. for the Cowboys. They don't go outside of that. And that's a Jerry Jones problem. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to be good again until they have to overcome Jerry Jones first. Like, and what Jerry does. Which I hope never happens because they do actually have good talent on paper. They do. I mean, their wide receivers are worlds better than, I mean, Zeke is a monster, dude, but didn't do anything. My thing that annoys me the most about this game is I didn't see it much because I don't really know anybody Cowboys fans, but like you see it, like just scrambled in your Twitter line. Yep. Twitter line. <laughs> what am I like? On the line. A boomer? Gosh, <laughs> Twitter feed. <laughs> On the line. The thing that bothered me the most though, were the people that want to be like, oh, but Jack's hurt. Blah, blah, blah. That's well, why they lost. Dude. The, I told you. That's I, exactly what they did. That was their plan. It that was. shoulder injury, that way, if they won, he was the hero. I do think he had something they, wrong with it. Sure. He was off. He was fine. No, he, he was, was off. fine. He might have been in some pain, but everybody is in pain by week 17. True. Or week 16. True. So but I think he was off. But there were also throws that were that were perfect. Yeah. He had some perfect throws in there that were dropped. They had he had six some, drops. He had some perfect count. ones that were catches, but he also had some egregious misses, like the Tavon Austin mm-hmm. play. Rasul Douglas was not catching him. No. Speed has never been his strong suit. He completely yeah. missed him. So I don't I don't think he was 100%. It wasn't such bad of an injury that it can be an excuse. And, dude, it, I don't even care if it is bad enough to be an excuse. Don't play Who him. Who did we then? have? Yeah. Who did we have? There was a point where... Zach Ertz was out of the game too. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders. Yeah. And people that and Ward, were Greg Ward. Yeah. Greg Ward, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Dallas Goddard, Josh Perkins, Rob Davis, who had a catch, caught his second NFL <laughs> ball, JJ Ortega Whiteside, who got hurt at one point he, and was out no, of the game too. He got too. hurt in the beginning. Yeah. Missing Lane Johnson. Vitae mm-hmm. played extremely well. He did. He played very, very well. But I mean, you had all these things, and then it won. And Ronald Darby then got hurt. Nigel Bradham got hurt at one point and was out of the game, and then came back yeah. in. Yeah. Fletcher Cox got hurt and then came. Like I don't want to hear the injury excuse. It. That's what I'm the, saying. The when injury <laughs> excuse. That point is moot. Exactly. Against the Eagles, you don't get that. You don't get that luxury. I agree, 100. percent And that's why it bothered me so much because I'm just like, 
I do not pity you for having one little injury. I mean, it's, yeah, quarterback's a big piece of the team, but come Obviously. on. Like, you have all those weapons. You have Zeke. Yeah. If he's hurt, run Zeke. But you couldn't because we're too good. So, ha. Huh. That defense was ready. They were ready. And that was another game where, we talked about this last week, they haven't had a complete game. Yeah. Where it was offense was on point and defense was on point. Buffalo was the only game that we talked about was that complete game. This game, they had everyone had to be on their game. Yeah, they definitely could have been better though on offense, I think. I agree. And you know, part Which of is it, good because part of it was they played well, so if they could be even better, oh absolutely. With and, what they have especially. Oh, definitely. And they there were six points left out there, definitely. Mm-hmm. If oh. I mean obviously if not more. Yeah. I well, forgot about that, dude. The the only okay, so uh of the of the forty seven active forty six of them were on their game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say, I think since Buffalo, this is the next most complete game yeah. that I've seen this team play. Because they don't show up. The offense and defense haven't shown up at the same time. You're right. The whole entire season. Yeah, it's been a mess. Yet somehow. I have confidence, though. Because I like what I see in that. Mm-hmm. They are overall getting healthier. They're coming together as a team. They're getting momentum. So I like it going into this week. Everybody's nervous. And I agree going into this week. Like, it is the most... Philadelphia thing in the world to be able to beat the Dallas Cowboys like NFC showdown and then lose to freaking a sucky New York Giants. Yeah, that'd be bad. It's the most Philadelphia thing in the world. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. I have good feelings about it, so it better not happen. But I really, I almost gave my prediction, but I I won't do it yet. Oh, we're early. Yeah, we we have lots of time left still, but I, I agree. I, 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 I'm not taking the game lightly. Yeah. Because keep in mind, I mean, they put up 45 points last week. Daniel Jones threw for five touchdowns. Saquon had a freaking day. They did. And they're they're really big up front on the defensive side. Like, you can't just take it lightly. And I don't think they are. But I just think a big part of it is all of these guys on this offense right now, all of the weapons on offense, aside from maybe Miles Sanders, are fighting for not only jobs on this team, but jobs in the NFL as a whole. Mm-hmm. Guys like Robert Davis and Greg Ward, Boston Scott, like Deontay, I forget his last name. He's new. From oh, the yeah. Squad. We just got him. Deontay something. Yeah, they called him up. To, so the uh, Josh Perkins, like these guys are... Richard Rogers. <laughs> We're just naming the whole core here. They're they all fighting all. for jobs. Across the NFL, they're guys that get their rings they get paid, mm-hmm. and then they're like, mm, what am I going to go all out for at this point? Yeah, like, you know uh, what I mean? Jake Elliott. <laughs> J- Jason Peters needs to have That's a conversation right. with Jake Elliott. Yeah, right. There, in that, there's a clip in the like, if you watch the um the DVD or, or like the Super Bowl year mm-hmm. recap after he missed a, a field goal against the Giants when he made the 61 yarder like earlier in the game he missed one and Jason Peters was like, hey, no more misses, we're gonna need you, no more misses, <laughs> and, and Jake Elliott's like. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, can you imagine Jason Peters like, hey. No. I think I would melt into a puddle on the floor. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. I've seen Trey mad before, and that's terrifying, and he's not even close to the size that he used to be. So, yeah, that'd be scary. I can't picture Trey mad. I know you've seen it, but I can't picture Trey mad. Oh, he's mad. He's just a big teddy bear. In post-show meetings. Not at us, but. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> he was perfect until he signed that extension. I know, dude. And he's six of ten since then. Rule of thumb. No longer allowed to extend players halfway through the season. Wait yeah. until the season is over. Pretty, pretty, please. But I, I just think that these guys, and we had Josh Perkins on the Rob Motti show last week, 
And I asked him just kind of what he was thinking about Carson and how Carson's leadership has changed or increased with the loss of so many weapons and the fact that, you know, there are guys still learning the playbook, still trying to figure things out and, you know, plays that they haven't run since training camp and doing all this different stuff, like how Carson sets up. And he said Carson's been absolutely unbelievable in the way that he is leading them and helping them get to these wins. He he gave Carson all of the credit for all of these wins because Carson's the one who's making sure that they're all on the same page mm-hmm. and they're all doing what they need to do. And obviously, you know, it all goes back to coaching and that's, you know, Doug making sure they're all ready to go. But on the field and making sure everything's running in sync, he gave Carson all of the credit for that. And, you know, that's something that, you know, Carson can't lead the team. He's lost the locker room. This, that, and the other thing. I'd almost rather have guys who are going to battle every single snap as opposed to the guy in the NFL. You I know what I mean? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the guys that we had weren't getting it done anyway. Exactly. So these guys are doing so much better. And then there's you have guys like Zach Ertz, who are veterans, making a lot of money, and he's the one who still cracked a rib and came back in to yeah. battle for his team. That's what you need. It is. I agree. And that's what they need going forward. That shows you the kind of people they need more Zach Ertz's in that locker room going forward as they continue into Oh, action. yeah. Any player that just has the will to play, you know what I mean? It, and for some reason, th- that wasn't the case. The will to play wasn't exactly there, and I can't quite figure that out. The, I mean, these guys really stepped up. There were a couple really good catches that they had mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. And they executed extremely well. There Obviously, there are a couple things. For example, uh, the third and one and fourth and one play calls. In the, I want to say it was the third quarter, there were two pass plays, and it was an empty backfield on both of them. Third and one, fourth and one on, like, the 40, Dallas's 40, like, field goal range. Yeah, it's not striking. I don't, but I don't, it it, it was two pass plays being called, and you knew they were going to be passes because it was an empty backfield. I don't know. There are still things that I disagree with here and Mm -hmm. there. I don't understand. It was like outsmarting yourself. Why are you doing this? Yeah. But other than that, I I really was fairly happy with the game as a whole on Sunday. Yeah. Dallas Goddard stepped up too. I love that guy. Me too. When he's on, he's on. When he needs to be good. Yeah. That one. That one ball. I was like, hmm, look at that tracking of that. Mm-hmm. Look at that tracking of that ball. Phenomenal. Also, speaking of tracking balls, <laughs> Sidney Jones. Yeah. The if man. You would have told me in October. That Sidney Jones would come in cold off the bench twice in two different games and make not only game-saving, but season-saving plays, I would have cackled in your face like a GD hyena, rolled around on the ground laughing, laughing, laughing. Yet here we are talking about how Sidney Jones has now saved the season twice. Yeah, dude, that was nice. I can't believe it. When they did the pass interference, like, review or whatever, obviously they had to do it. I literally, I was so nervous because I was like, they're going to try to find something. There would be, this would be but, the one. Right. But, Sydney, that was good coverage. I think. I'll give it to you. I will say, he still has a lot to work on, but in terms of turning his head and tracking the ball yeah, while staying with the receiver, he is one, he is the best on this team. I agree. Hands down. He is always looking for the ball. And. That's why, like... Because that would have been pass interference if he didn't turn his head. 100%. Yeah. And that's why things like the one when they played the Vikings, that pass interference call that he got, it was a perfectly executed 
play by a corner. It was phenomenal coverage. And same thing, turn around, facing the ball, and he got called for that pass interference, which was egregious. For, especially for a young corner, I can see how that's a giant shot to your confidence because you everything that you're supposed to do you're just got you were just, everything now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I told you a couple weeks ago when Sidney Jones came in for, I guess it was Rasul that got hurt after Jalen Mills went down with the elbow and then mm-hmm. they put Rasul in and he cramped up and they had to bring Sidney in against the Giants. I straight up, they were like, and here comes Sidney Jones. And I out loud said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like that was my immediate thought. And then all of a sudden you see these things happen and you see Sidney Jones come out. And I was like, oh my God. And that part stressed me out. I got to hand it to him. He's playing well. I mean, do that couldn't have been more perfect. Do good with the time you get, kid. I really thought we were going to get Put him in for one snap and just do great. I really thought we I were thought we were, too. I was panicking. I was panicking because I was like, they're going to look for ways. Exactly. They, they, they want to give this were, game dude. to the Cowboys so bad. You know it. And just the fact that they had not overturned any of those all season, I was like, I was, I was elated panicking. when it wasn't. Because it was, I mean, he did a great job. And I know I have been very hard on him, and I've been just said I was completely out on him, and I was done. I was over it. Hats off, all the credit in the world to him for coming in cold and playing like that. I agree. I mean, that's not easy to do. Keep your head in it like that. Keep your body warm. That's season on the line. You know, they get that. They go for two. I mean, who knows what happens after that? Yeah. You know? Well, technically, I guess we would have scored again, right? Because Sanders could have scored at the end. The plan for the, that subsequent drive was not could score. have been different. Yeah, you're right. You're you know right. what I mean? Because it was not play to win right there. It was just play to run down the clock. Right. And it was and it just happened. It's it, it, who knows if that would have worked out the same way. And yeah. that's one of those things that Dallas defense would have had the most win. Like, yes, most they would have had energy. Right. They would have had that momentum. They would have had that energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as I'm thrilled with the win, like I just said, there were still plays and things in there that I didn't love the play calls at different points. Yeah. In crucial moments, I didn't want that issue because you're right. Miles could have scored there, but who knows if that would have been the play call at that point in time. Yeah. And they, like, I, you're very right. I didn't even think about that. Like, who knows? And that's that's what makes me nervous. So, Sid, I mean, Sidney saved the seat. I, he did. I still, it's mind blowing to me. I, I saying agree. it out loud just it sounds funny, I but I can't. But I I can't believe they did it. Going forward, the game their game was flexed to a four o'clock spot. So now they play at the same time as the Cowboys, which is smart. Which That's is interesting. And, and Doug said this morning, we're not going to pay any sort of attention. We're not going to check. No. We're, it, this is our game. You play to win. You win, you're in. Case in point, it doesn't matter if the Cowboys win or lose. Yeah. You win, you're done. Like, you don't have to rely on them yeah, to I agree. lose. You you win, you're in. That's that. No questions asked. Like we said, Daniel Jones put up 45 points last week. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was against the Redskins, but we struggled against the Redskins a little but bit But you there. could also say... That they threw it, maybe. I don't know. I didn't watch the game detail or play for play, but maybe they didn't play. It was play a high well scoring because, game. But it was for the draft pick, Chase Young or whatever his name is. Yeah. So they. Because that's what Adam Schefter was saying. He was, the way Adam Schefter put it, like, he was like, the winner of this game is really the loser, and the loser is really the winner because they get the number two draft pick. Yeah. And it, I mean, I mean. Which is Chase Young, which is obviously one of the best college defensive ends come out of the game in a while best defensive player coming out this year it's not like and mm-hmm. like last year was an abundant d lineman draft this one is not one of the best in years they're saying this kid's supposed to be good they were like he's like jadevian clowny level good yeah in terms of coming out of college mm-hmm. into the draft but they don't think he'll go number one because the Bengals need the quarterback need a quarterback yeah burrows right 
Probably. Who knows? The draft will be interesting this year. We'll have to do like a draft draft, party. Yeah. Draft party or like a draft show or something. Like we'll have to have an episode dedicated to the draft. That'd be cool. Really focus in. That's a lot of that's a lot of homework. It is a lot of homework. It's all right. You're talking draft. We'll figure it out. Oh my gosh, that'd be fun though. Make our own Mac drafts, I said. Mock Mm. drafts. We should do that. Babe's mock draft. Let's do it. Yeah, someone actually asked us about it like a couple months ago. And it was like October. And I was like, all right, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe again we got a little bit of time yeah. before we have to go down to that. That'll be fun. Predictions. Predictions. So Jordan Howard is cleared for contact. As of like really recent. Now, Doug also said Miles has the hot hand. We're going to ride mm-hmm. the hot hand. Blah, 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 blah. What are your thoughts on, do you think that they will try to incorporate Jordan Howard a lot? Do you think that they'll kind of ride with what they've got going with? Miles and Boston and throw Jordan Howard in there in that third and one kind of situation? Or do you think they're going to shake it up or kind of my, my opinion is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like miles and Boston, what they've got going Mm -hmm. is really good. And and they are missing that power run game. What are your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I think they'll moderately use it. That's how I'm going to phrase it. Cause I mean, Doug already said Sanders is our guy, Mm -hmm. which obviously he should be because he's a threat on both ends. But I mean, I don't think it would hurt at all to have Howard in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially, like you said, in like a third and one situation or something. I don't know. Because at this point, take whatever you got is how I'm kind of looking at it. You know? Yeah. But I agree. Like, still use Boston. I'm not like I would not agree at all. If they were thinking Miles, number one, and then just completely whatever they were giving to Boston, give to Jordan Howard. Yeah, agreed. I don't agree with that. I say split time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Second question. Are these your questions? These are my questions to you. Okay. Um, The Eagles have never had a player to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Does Miles Sanders become that first one? Very, very, very possible. I mean, I you just caught me off guard at that, so I like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who else would go against him? So what's his name? The other ones would. I mean, AJ Brown. He's in where Tennessee. I mean, I can't even think of some of the like DK. No. Debo Samuel? No, like they no. have good seasons, but they aren't the piece to their team. Right. That's what. So that's what I was thinking. I saw a lot of people talking about AJ Brown. No. Nah. Not feeling it. Like that's my thing. There's no like, one else I can think of that's been as the guy. Like Miles, I forget he's a rookie. Yeah, I think it's a really good shot for Miles, especially if he has a big game this week. Oh, you got me excited. I, I know. wasn't even thinking like, that. Oh. oh. All right. Oh. What is your prediction? Oh. Okay. For the game this week. I'm trying to remember what I my have prediction good, I gave last night was. I have good vibes on it. I think the Eagles will ride the momentum. I think they're coming together as a team. But with that being said, still don't have Lane Johnson most likely. You still most likely won't have Zach Ertz. Still don't have Nelson, obviously, Alshon and all them. So they're out. But you do get Jordan back, which is a little bit of a help. But it is also a rivalry game, which makes me kind of hesitant because those are always like stats and predictions kind of go up in the air on rivalry games because you never know the energy into it. But I still feel good, so I'm going to ride the feel-good wave. I'm going to say 24-13 Eagles. That's actually pretty close to mine. Mr. Daniel Jones has not met a few men. I don't expect much from him. He's not met a man by the name of Fletcher Cox. He has not met a man by the name of Brandon Graham. Josh Sweat's been playing well. Derek Barnett's now back from injury. Vinny Curry's been playing really well lately. Tim Jernigan. He's not met these guys. You see Tim Jernigan lined up across from you with those gold teeth. That's scary right (laughs) off the bat. So I I think he's going to be rattled. Their offensive line is abysmal. Yeah. And as long as they can contain Saquon, I'm really not too concerned about anything there. I don't understand the fear of Daniel Jones besides 
seeing him in previous weeks and being like, oh, he did good in that one certain week. No, yeah. I don't feel it. I think he's got potential, but I don't. I, no, but I don't think he's going to come in here and beat us. Well, we're going there, but I don't yeah. think, like, he's going to come. Come and, out there yeah, and fire yeah. in, like. Exactly. I, I think the Eagles win this one 26-10. So you took the three. Oh, yeah. no, two. It's two. Oh, 24 it's two. to two. Oh, yeah, you said 24. But it was, it's close. Close. You got into close. close. Shaved a if, little hey, here, if, added if, a little there. If it's there. right in there, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm a happy girl. I'm I excited. like it. I'm excited. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Sixers and the Flyers and what they're doing right now. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We are back. Babes on Broad, episode 18. So, Jess, I just want to toot my own horn a little bit here. Please. I told everybody at the end of the last episode that the true meaning of Christmas was for the Sixers to beat the Bucks. Yes. And what happened? And here we are. Because it was truly Christmas in the hearts of Philadelphians. Oh, it was a happy Christmas. It, it was, was very Christmas. happy. It was exciting, especially because it was a good game to the point where, like, it was it wasn't a. I mean, the, it, at one point it looked like it was going to be an enormous blowout, but like with like two minutes left, the Bucks were only down by twelve. So it was a good game till the end, and it was always fun because you felt comfortable the whole time. Yeah, it was lovely. Twenty-one threes, tying a franchise record, setting a Christmas Day record. Just knowing you beat Giannis, who everybody best team in the East. My yeah, but yeah, the Sixers, Elton Brand, I, my Jesus, he's my <laughs> God right now. He built this team in order to beat the Bucks, which is what you have to do to make they, it to the NBA oh, championship. Look at them. You have to be able to contest their length. And you, how, like, if you add all the wingspans of the mm-hmm. Sixers pl- starting five together, how big is that? It's like, what, they have like three people with seven foot wingspans? Three of five have it's seven, foot, and then the next two are what six and a half. No, Jeez. they're probably all seven foot, right? They're probably all like Richardson's every, the shortest, and what's he six, six? Yeah, and he's got like an enormous. And your wingspan's always bigger. I'm than gonna, you are. I'm gonna get on that. I'm gonna look that up, and yeah, I'm gonna your add that up. Wingspan's always bigger than you, I think. Because well, it's supposed to be like your height, but for basketball okay. players, it's all like Ben Simmons has a seven foot wingspan, and he's what six nine, six ten, six ten. But like even like my cousin, my cousin Lucy, she's five eleven. Oh, dude, I and wish... And she's got a 6'3 wingspan. I wish we had a ruler right now, and we would do my height to my wingspan. We'll, we'll do that, and we'll put... We'll, <laughs> we'll make sure we do that. Giannis was, what, 8 for 27, and after coming off five threes in a game, oh, look, Gian, how are we going to stop Giannis? He shoots threes now, he makes threes, he's unstoppable, blah, 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 blah. 0 for 7 from 3. Joel Ooh. Embiid was 10 feet away from him, went, yeah, go ahead, shoot that, please. Joel Embiid, 11 for 21... Three for six from three. Mm-hmm. 31 points. 11 boards. You truly dominant. love to see it. You love to see it. Joel was dominant. He was excited. You know who else was, was pretty good out there? Furkan Korkmaz. No Furkan way. He came <laughs> in at one point. You're so clever. He came in at one point, hit, I think it was three threes in a row. And they were phenomenal. And then on the fourth one, he got fouled and still made it. It was unreal. It it's was just very exciting. It was like, boom! Oh, yes. It was, I mean, and Ben, 7 for 10, 15 points, 14 assists. He had more assists than points for the majority of the game. He's had, so, like, he's been responsible. I saw, I forget what number it was. He's been responsible for, like, 116 of their points in the last two games. Oh, wow. Two games. Yeah. In the last two games, to- like, combined, mm-hmm. he's been responsible for 
because he had that 17 assist game against yeah. Detroit, which was a career high for him. So it was 17, and then this these 14, and then he had 15 and whatever. Like he was responsible for it was like 116 or something of their points in the last two games. That's nuts. He's so good. Everyone wants to talk about a freaking jump shot. I will say, there were a couple times throughout the beginning of this game where he was driving and he could have taken somebody and passed it out. Now, yeah. he, he didn't turn the ball over a lot. That wasn't the problem. It was just, you know, he could have gone strong. In the fourth quarter, he was he was spin moving. He had this one Euro step finish at the rim that I was like, I almost felt, I like felt, had to catch myself because I was like, oh my God, if he would do that all the time, no one would say a word about a jump shot. I wish I could see, or everybody could see all your passion behind this and your movements. Cause it's really funny. We should start recording this I like again, it. and we'll so people can. Uh, maybe because when you catch me after show days like today, I do not look my best. Well, my favorite is when you do the intro and you go "hello" and shoot your <laughs> arms out, and I'm like, it's "I'm just, just animated." Us. It's just us. Okay, but because I'm you were talking about how good Ben is, I saw this on um, social media today. So my friend Sean Bell, they do their um, zero F's given pod. Him and his brother, and then also Marshall Harris. Good dudes, good dudes. Yep. Check out the podcast. He po- They posted a good question today. Lay it's it on hard. Me. Not really a question, but one has to go. Oh, boy. Carson Wentz, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, Carter Hart, or who else? Aaron Nola. Which one means the least to their team? Because ah, it's so hard because means the least to eat. their team. Right away, right away, you narrow it down to Ben Simmons and Aaron Nola, I have to feel. Because, like, quarterback – and goalie, you need franchise quarterback and goalie Truth, right away. Truthfully, I I agree with that. But I, the I you know what that honestly is, I I would say Aaron Nola every day of the week, honestly, because I my because just just going off of what I just mm-hmm. told you, Ben Simmons, I've had this conversation and I've had this argument with countless people. You don't realize how much Ben Simmons does until he's not there. So the two games where he was hurt, you see. What doesn't happen without him? He has vision on the floor that is unmatched in the NBA. Like, he sees things that it's unbelievable. He is so strong, and he can be so dominant. Sometimes I he can be frustrating, but at the end of the day, I the Sixers do not go where they need to go without Ben Simmons. I and agree. you saw that when he comes in. I mean, they went from a 28-win team to a 50-win team. Just by having a healthy Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I don't think just Joel Embiid does that. Ben Simmons does yeah. that. I agree. And then the second year, Ben Simmons does it again. You know, I like that, that I, I, I don't think. I thought ben. that, I mean, obviously I still stand packed that Carson Wentz and Carter Hart are both like must, must, must absolute has for, mm-hmm. for both teams. Ben Simmons would be my next one that you must have because of what you just said. And like one, he's also just a freak who has a six ten point guard. That's like him. You don't see that often. Aaron Nola, obviously you love him, but there's way better than not way better. Uh, yeah. Way better that you could get than Aaron Nola. You know what I mean? If you pay money, yeah. Aaron Nola hasn't really proven himself in September yet. Like there's just so many what ifs with Aaron Nola. Mm. I mean, you love him. He's so great, obviously, but here it is. I need, I just need you to, I need you to witness this look that just all the way down fast break eat er, oh over, uh, done <laughs> over no one other than ursan Ilyasova who was ready to just take that charge 
ready to take I didn't the even charge. realize you were looking that up. That's so funny. I, Oh, no, I needed to find it because it just makes my heart happy in ways that I it. can't even tell you. Um, but also, I just think such a big part of that. Do you have it the same? I'm curious. Do you have it the same, like, lineup as me? Like, do you have it, like, Carson, Carter, Ben, Aaron? Or do you have it no, Ben up higher? No, I have Ben and, and Carter Hart flipped because of the fact that there still is, like, another goalie who's played well right behind him. He's obviously, yeah, he's but older. He's not it's a different. franchise. No, he's not a franchise. You're right. He's not a franchise. The Flyers, my thing with that is the Flyers haven't had a franchise You're right. goalie since, like, the 1980s. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you need to build around that. And the fact that he's 19 and like that good, like that just gets me so excited. I just, I, I think it's, I think it's so um, hard to kind of put them in an order because I, I, I have mine in straight in that order. I, 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 I love Ben Simmons. He's obviously Ben Simmons. He's great. But in thinking about an importance to not only current team, but also to franchise, mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. I see what you're As saying. As of right now until Ben actually, like if he has like an MVP season or, you know what I mean? Becomes I, that MVP. I think but. if Ben has, like, if Ben continues, Joe and I were talking about this the other day. If Ben would play all the time, like he played in the fourth quarter against the Bucks, no one would complain. No one oh, would have yeah. words to say. And if he plays like that in a couple playoff series well, and they get thing. to the finals. That's my thing, why I will still fight anybody with how good this is. <laughs> I, I will, will fight you on a streak. But, uh, not really. Not, I'm a lady. <laughs> okay <laughs> but my thing is I there's so many people that one bad performance or one just even decent performance oh, yeah from one of these guys and Twitter lights up like we got a Pearl question Harbor. about if Brett Brown were to get fired today like come on dude like that is my thing each of these players all of our starting five they're amazing they've all had great performances throughout the year imagine all of them having the same exact desire to win and playoff mode in them where they all just go off together, which I truly believe will happen in the playoffs. And at least not if it's all five of them that don't go off together, it's two or three that really carry them over the top. And that's all you need. And that's, I have zero worries about this team unless like an injury, a big injury happens, you know? Yeah. And I just think that their biggest game to date was the Christmas against the Bucks. For sure. Biggest test to date. And, and the next two were the Celtics, and they beat them both times. They did good. Yeah. They ruined the Celtics' home winning streak. <laughs> that was a good day. That was a good day. But I was, back to Christmas. I was, Christmas. I was Sorry, in Disney World that. drinking a little too much. While that was happening, I was a little <laughs> bit obnoxious in that bar. I was sitting next to a Celtics fan, too. It was not good for him. But it's <laughs> fine. They won, and I was a happy girl. Anyway, that was their biggest test. To me, from tip, they were locked in both ends of the floor. Brett Brown had a game plan. He had that team ready. Perfectly ready, coming off a road trip to Detroit. That was a phenomenal performance on both ends of the floor and from the coach. I thought that was as close to a flawless performance as they have had this mm. season. And I think, and that includes any blowout against any other team, beating the Heat by like 50 points. Like, I, yeah. I don't care about any of that. This was a huge test. They all played at the top of their game. And something that I also really saw that was interesting was that. There was one point, I don't remember if it was on the third or fourth quarter, but the Bucks went on like a little bit of a, a little mini run. The Sixers had missed some ugly shots and the Bucks had made a couple really good ones. And the Sixers fouled someone on the Bucks and we, they like, they stopped 
And they came together, like the five of them in like a little huddle. It was a starting five that was mm-hmm. in there. They came together in like a little huddle and they all just like had their arms around each other. They talked it out. They figured it out. And that, that run ended there. Like I just, just little things that yeah. you see. And my cousins were, so we were at the game. My cousins were, they had two seats like right behind the bench. And they said that after everything, no matter what was going on, Tobias comes over. He's cracking jokes with everybody. He's like making sure everybody's having a good I time. I love Tobias. His energy, I love him. This was a question that someone asked me last night during the Rob Motti show. Tobias Harris or Jason Tatum? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris every day of the week. No questions asked. I can't stand Jason Tatum. I can't stand him. I wouldn't say I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I think he's annoying. (laughs) I think he's a good player. You beef with a lot of people, I do. I actually really do. (laughs) On the Madness, last summer, we did a uh, hate bracket, and I had 64. What? I went, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to show it to you. Like, all time? Of that I can't or stand. Or like yeah. current players. It's like people, like it's people that I can't stand. It was, um. My was, grandma Sally. No, I'm kidding. It was, well, it was, who did I, it was. All sports people? Players. I did one that was players. I'll have to find it. Cause even one was that like, so one funny. was stupid quirks. So like, it was like Sam Bradford's sleeves was one of them. <laughs> I hate his sleeves. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. JaVale McGee's rat tail that he had. Yeah, that bothered yeah. me. Um, what else was over there? Oh, Kyrie thinking the world's flat. Like that really upset. Like Dude, that really hurt me. So there were like some over there that like were actually pretty funny. Like Goran Dragic, like no one hates him as much as I do. Like I really hate that guy. And it stemmed from Ben's rookie year when he should have been an all-star. And DeMar- like there were a couple people that got hurt and they kept putting people in there and none of them were Ben Simmons. And then the last person got hurt and they put... Goran Dragic in the All-Star game before Ben Simmons, and that made me so angry. <laughs> and then the Heat came. It wasn't him that did it himself. I yes. know, but then the Heat came down here for, come up here for that playoff series, and then he, like, remember he, like, smacked Ben in the back of the head on that one? Like, uh, it was just a whole thing. So I, small I, thing. Oh. Left a bad taste really don't like Goran Dragic. Don't, I, I, I can't explain it to you. I, I, I hate Everybody, that Everybody, stay on Jess's good side, or she will not like you forever. But anyway. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Tobias Harris over Jason Tatum. Yeah. Always. Wait, did you have another Sixers point? I don't think so. Go Sixers. Trust the process. Yeah, always. I was just gonna oh, say- yeah. Uh, the Bucks. We're not worried about the process. We're worried about results. Let me know if you would like to have a conversation about our results. Oh. And if you want to rep our, the results. Yeah. Check out shirt. the Babes on Broadster on Design Tree <laughs> that says the result. With the starting five. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's dope. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it too. But it's just been a great week in Philadelphia. It has. The Eagles have won three in a row. The Sixers have won three in a row. And the Flyers have won four in a row. Let's get this money. Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Yep, and there's Sam singing for the day. Yeah, you're welcome. So they're still in third place. Yeah, they're still in third place. Out of first by ten points, and what was it, second by two points because of the game. Yep, it's a game. But And then the Penguins are close behind them, one point behind. Penguins and the Hurricanes are right behind the Flyers. So it's close, but, but I mean, it's also, there's a lot of time left, so. You said they're back tonight? They are back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. The Sixers are back night. tonight. Right, right, right. They're right, back right. tomorrow night. I don't recall where or who. They but. are playing the Sharks, the San Jose Sharks. At 10.30 p.m. Oh, it's away. Ugh. West Coast. Ugh. Jeez. That's exhausting. All right. Lots of coffee tomorrow. I won't make it. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm on morning show time. <laughs> yeah, no. I won't you make it You have an excuse. <laughs> you have an excuse. But, yeah, they're playing really well. They and are. I'm excited. Philadelphia is a hot time, hot commodity right now. I'm excited. 
Hot time in Philly. Good to be a Philly sports fan at this week. Good to be this a current Philly week. sports fan. It was a good week. Check in next week and see if we feel the same way. They didn't ruin our Christmas. That was all I asked yeah. for, was them to not ruin our Christmas. But we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about our recipe for this week. And some. we got lots of questions this week, so we'll talk oh, about no. our questions, too. So we are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We are back. And I hope you guys all checked out the recipe of the week last week. That was my chicken buffalo chicken meatballs. At John with Yummy. It was delicious. They ended up being like little mini loaves, but whatever. Because yeah. I just get so impatient when I'm rolling the balls. I just lump them all together. Yeah, they weren't. Didn't, it was there's so no need delicious. to make it pretty. So delicious. They still looked yeah. yummy. I love them. Damn they looked really good. But what's this week? You got This, this week, week we're going to do seven layer bean dip cups. Ooh! So it'll be like seven layer dip, but they'll be in like little little cups. So you don't have to like scoop I the love, chips. You put the whole thing in. I cannot stress enough how much I love chips and dip. Chips and dip. So underrated. I don't care what kind of dip. I prefer salty chips that are like good, like either corn chips or like just regular like ripples. Hers yeah. ripples. Mm. Hers, you should sponsor us. That'd be cool. That'd be lit. Right? That'd be a cool sponsorship. That would be pretty cool, actually. PA brand. Uh, we'll get on that. That's a good light bulb went off there. <laughs> but yeah, chips and dip underrated. Yeah. So this is, that'll be like. I think it's like tortillas that you like cut mm-hmm. in little squares and then you put them in like a muffin tin ah. and like fill them. So they're like individual. Mm. That's I'm excited. Cute. That's crazy. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm right. excited because I'll be here when you make them. There you go. You get to join in. Let's yeah. go. You have to bring Nelly too. That's like a requirement. Yeah. I'll make sure I have Chex Mix for her. <laughs> yeah. One time me and Sam's dog shared a bag of Chex Mix and it was a magical time. Um, she loves food. Who doesn't? How you bomb? My kind of girl. Yeah. All right, so a couple questions. Do you think we should spend our first round pick on a wide receiver in the draft, or is there a bigger need? Wide receiver. I agree. Is my number one. I agree. I agree. I think there's some other places we need. Obviously, I think we're going to need a corner. Dion um, has a theory that if the Ravens win, because a couple years ago we gave them our first round pick, so he has a theory that if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, that we have some kind of connection with them, that if they win – they will return the favor and give us a first-round pick, and we will get two first-round picks, and that if that happens, we get a wide receiver and a corner. So we'll see. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I know. I was like, huh. that's reaching out of the box there, kid. Yeah, I let's, like it. Let's keep that. Let's let's bookmark that and see what <laughs> happens later. Uh, do you think Ertz being hurt is going to factor into whether it's a win or a loss on Sunday? I mean, it definitely hurts him. I don't think it'll be a win or loss. Yeah, I don't think it'll change it. Because what's Ertz been averaging anyway? If anything, he's just really a decoy, which... I mean, I, I don't know if he'll play or not. I think I think I don't think he will. It's I, a back issue now, too. Yeah. They're just trying to make sure he stays safe. Because all, with a lung... Not, with a lung. With a rib. rib, you always run the fear of puncturing a lung yeah. or some other intestine if it really does crack and snap. And so, it's more important... If you can't beat the Giants without Zach Ertz... We've got bigger problems. You shouldn't be in the playoffs. But exactly. So I, I'd rather have them ready for the yeah, playoffs. And I same agree. with like Lane Johnson. And, and I agree. Uh, where's Orlando Skandrick and what is he doing right now? I don't know because he's not even on TV anymore because trying, his takes are trash. Trying to dislodge wow. his foot from his mouth. Yeah, right. I tweeted at Skip in that thing because he was like, Skip, you really think them Cowboys are going to lose to the Eagles? Skip. I mean, not Skip. Shannon. 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 Sorry, I added Shannon. Everything I just said, replace it with Shannon. So he was like, skip. I mean, God. <laughs> Figure it so out. I was like, shit, you really think my Cowboys will lose to them Eagles? You really think that? And I added Shannon, and I was like, yeah, you really thought that, and you were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they suck. Uh, if Brett Brown were to get the boot, it's just stupid, 
Who would you want to see coach in his place? My opinion is I'm not answering this Mine, question. Mine, I was going to say just shut up, dude, because that's stupid. I'm not answering that question. I, that's what I said. Uh, do the Sixers need to make any tweaks to the roster or additions between now and the deadline, even in the buyout market, or do you think they have everything they need to make a deep run? I mean, I don't think you ever have everything you need. I think there's always room for improvement. So maybe add another shooter, a good guy off the bench. Yep. I, I think starting totally five-wise, you keep them. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with what they've got going right now. If anything, it would be another another shooter in the buyout market or someone like a Jamal Crawford or yeah. something that's just out there. Just a shooter. Yeah, that's, I, exactly. I, I don't think, other than that, I think they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Of all the newer players on the Flyers, who's been the most fun for you to watch? Carter Hart. Carter Hart's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I guess most people would probably say one of the flashy guys that, like, are fast and do cool moves and assists and shoot and all that. But I like Carter Hart because he's important. And he has some – lately also – He's had actually flashy moves, like flashy stops and saves. Oh my and god! Stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I started back Hart. to the one. It was what? It was like the second or third game of the season where he like. It was one of the best saves I've ever seen yeah, in he, any sport of any. He had kind. one the other week that was like the um I forget is it Brian Seltzer I forget if it was Coach one of them from the Fanatic was even saying it's probably going to be an option for the save of the year of the NHL because it was so good. I that's, forget that's what amazing. team it was though. So. He's good. I love watching him play. Him Me and too. like. Konechny. I think Konechny has like a swag about him that's yeah. also really fun and to watch. And he's back now, so that's fun. Yeah, love that. TK. And the last question was, are you two studying the playbook just in case we need more receivers? I'm always ready. I'm always I ready. I got hands on deck. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. My boyfriend's a wide receiver, coach. I know everything yeah. I need to. I'll just go, go out there and tackle people, throw a shoulder into them. I don't know. I'll do something. Yes. Sam, Sam's willing to get down. She's ready to go. I'm a gamer. She I is. play. And she's, I played she's too competitive for anything. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, that's true. she'll take off her shoes and throw them at the Giants. You should have saw me and Dion playing darts this weekend. I almost beat him. He was salty. I should have beat him. He beat me in overtime. I was saying, did you hit him with a dart? Because that's yeah, right. In the forehead, me. I should have won. <laughs> <laughs> She's really not that violent. She's just very competitive. No, I am the most competitive person. You'll She's meet. a very competitive <laughs> individual, and it doesn't matter what it is. She is competitive. True as, that. Oh my god, it's yeah. ridiculous. All right, but that with that. That was all of our questions. Yeah. That's our show for this week. So thank you for listening to another episode of Babes on Broad. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Make sure you check out our store on designtree.com. What else is there? Oh, make sure you, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you give us a five-star review or five-star rating, written review, all that good stuff. Let us know what your thoughts are on this episode and every episode. We always love to hear some feedback of what, what, or, you know, opinions, talk to us. Yeah. We'll answer you on Twitter or wherever. Well, we always love to have conversations with people. Thank you again to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We will talk to you next week after the Eagles beat the Giants. Woo-woo! And we go to the playoffs. We go to the playoffs. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Sixers. Go Flyers. Phillies, I'm still waiting on you to do something else. But go Philadelphia. Go Philadelphia. Philadelphia is killing it right now. <laughs> Philly, Philly. Let's go. <laughs> Babes on Broad. P-G-N.